0: I'm in here, I'm in here, we're doing this, it's going to be a good time, coming back at you, thought about uh, doing another solo podcast tonight, um, thought I'd check in on everybody, let you know what's been going on with me, let you know that I've been thinking about y'all, and we're moving forward, we're doing big things, getting crazy, we're getting wild, mm, whammy. Let's go. Hyped up now. Where do we start? Where do we start? Today. Today was Saturday. Um, what I did today? I worked out this morning, which was nice. I got that going for me. I rode a 5k. It sucked. And actually, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I didn't mind it, but my ass hurt the entire time. It was It's not a lot of fun when you're sitting on a rower for 20 minutes on a hard-ass seat. I've gone 30 minutes on there before, but today just could have been my mental game, could have been just the weather, could have been the way the sun rose. Who knows, man? But I wasn't feeling it. This wasn't my cup of tea this morning, but I got through it. I did it. And that's what matters, right? That's why we do this. That's why we... Why we do that? We do, the, we do the dirty stuff, we do the hard work, so it pays off later. That's what you gotta do. And that's what you gotta do in life, right? That and another motto I like to say, because I heard it, I forgot where I heard this at, but someone, I don't know if I heard it on a movie, TV show, or somebody has told me that if it feels good, do it. <laughs> don't think you can apply that to all things in life, but. For the most part, it's not bad, but I like to think so, so. Anyway, uh, what do we do else? Uh, there's a new, uh, little, uh, distillery that popped open here in old Rad Vegas, old Rad town. Rad Vegas, baby. Um, J.H. Barge Distillery went there with a few friends tonight. Not bad, uh, uh. Nice little spot, and I guess it's the business or industrial park of Radford, if that's what you want to call it. But what they had going on, they uh, three, they have three or four different bourbons. They have a single, single batch, a rye, just a regular bourbon, and a maple syrup. And no, all well, it's not maple syrup, but it's a maple flavored bourbon. And then they randomly have a vodka in there and met the owners had a couple drinks um nice little spot they uh it's almost in a warehouse and they turned it into something good i guess they all they distill it all in there and have a little tasting room and a little thing you can do outside this is what i'm sipping on tonight by the way uh got a bottle of their bourbon and it's good i had a little flight you know you get three little shots and you can just sip on them which you know you almost just want to keep throwing them back like it's crazy well we didn't do that. We didn't do that. Just had a little taste in there. Then um went over to the uh the uh the river. The river company? The river company. Man, it took me a minute. Couldn't remember that. Had a bear there and a burger. Mm, good at night. was feeling it. It's one of those places that I was talking about with my buddies tonight, my friends, that it's one of those out of sight, out of mind places. I always forget about it just because of the location it's on the other side of the uh the river and you can't see it from the road so you just got to know about it in order to get there in my opinion and it's not one of the you know it's really good i mean it was really good had a good beer and had a good burger and sad sweet potato fries Mm. Mm. crushed it tonight but uh yeah i always forget about it Let's see, what else has been going on with me the last couple weeks? Um, Oh, yeah, finish up quarterfinals in CrossFit. For those who are just tuning in, ain't heard me me talk about that before, quarterfinals is that if you make it in the 90th percentile overall in in the CrossFit Open, you go to quarterfinals. Pay another 50 bucks. You get five workouts, and after that, if you finish, I think it's 120 or 150. I don't remember off the top of my head. um, You go to the semifinals. Well, guess what? I'm not going to the semifinals. (laughs) Not overall, anyway. No big deal. Uh, The workouts were tough. Real tough. For me. Not speaking for everybody. Um, And also just... You know, I was talking talking about it with one of my other buddies that the way they were designed, they were almost designed for just elite athletes. And this is just, you know, my opinion, and I'm not, obviously, no facts on here. And Which, if you listen to this podcast, me throwing out facts of anything is just, I guess, take it with a grain of salt. Is that a saying? Pretty sure it's a saying. Hope I use that correctly. Sometimes I wonder that, When I say little quips or – I don't even know if quips is a correct word, but you say little sayings like that if that's how you're supposed to use them. (laughs) And it's just like I start thinking, is that that the word right usage? But anyway, I said it. So (laughs) somebody can call me out on it later if it's wrong. But uh, great, I already forgot where I was going with that. So quarterfinals – But, yeah, did quarterfinals, Finish it up, in my opinion. That's where I was going, okay. So, oh, yeah, about the elite athletes. So, workout three or four was a four-rep max front squat, which most of the elites were doing that first. But the problem, you know, with some people, like me, you had to do the first two by Friday at 3 o'clock Eastern time yeah that's how it went. And so I did the first two Thursday evening so I could have them in in time and then I did the rest which that's not an excuse or anything by any means or but it was just you know it's you know I guess it's just weird how it's programmed like that and how everyone did their own thing and which usually in most competitions that I've done, the strength workout is always in the beginning which is fine but yeah i'm a little salty about it i guess but could have done it wrong could have been better but realistically i was not going to make the uh top 120 150 whatever i said it was but it's no big deal but i moved on it was a great time it, it was actually just a good thing just to, for me and myself actually just knowing that hey all this working out has actually paid off a little bit so no big deal Moving on again, I get to do it in May for my age bracket, which now is the 35 to 39 bracket, which I guess is the gray area of the uh, the masters athlete. Um, which I think I'll do. I think I'll do. I'll hold my own in there. Much am I going to semifinals in there? Probably not. But who knows? We'll see. The workouts will be tough there. Um, a lot of it. Just doing that many workouts is just. A lot of volume for me lately. Anyway, uh, me and the me and the boys, me and the bros, we used to throw down pretty hard on. Uh, I think James and I, maybe Chad and I, have talked about it on here too. That uh, we used to throw down pretty hard on the Invictus Athlete programming, and we were in there an hour and a half, two hours almost. Actually, not even almost every day, getting just getting worked. And it just got to the point where it was good, and then just mentally and physically, just, I didn't want to do it anymore. Just I'd, probably more mentally. Just I wanted to keep working out, but I knew that, hey, you know, I'm not trying to become a full-blown, full-time CrossFit athlete, which that's how it'd be. That's how it'd be. So you get realistic, and there's this thing, GPP, generally, general, generally, general, physical preparedness, which is more of what I sort of lean in my life values towards. Just being able to do any kind of movement, any kind of activity at any time that I feel like it and be okay with that. So that's where I'm at. And we're moving on. So finished quarterfinals, got through that. Like I said, still kind of feeling some of the effects from it. There was a lot of GHDs, which is basically a a setup on a machine, if anyone who doesn't know what that is. And there was a lot of more than what I'm used to doing, and it 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 slapped me. It slapped me hard. They slapped different, but you know we do the work, we figure it out, and we get through it. So, yeah, and it, you know, and it's humbling. It gives you a different mental perspective on things, and but it's just nice knowing that you did it. I mean, you know, it could always be worse, right? Things could get worse. I mean, you know, I could have not made it at all. So it was a great, it was a good experience, especially with CrossFit never doing it this way. And usually in the past, when I have done the CrossFit Opens, I've never did anything past the open except just regular competitions or local competitions. So it was just a good experience. It was fun, and you know, it cost me fifty bucks. But you know, I mean, like I told some of my other friends, it's fifty dollars. I'm there at the gym. Basically every day working out anyway. I've spent $50 in worse ways. So why not? Why not, man? No guts, no glory, right? Pretty sure it's the same too. So let's move on from there. Uh got through quarterfinals. Let's see. What else has been going on with me? i uh, obviously been keeping up with my movies and TV shows. Going through the Rocky series. Um, it's on HBO Max. American Classics. If you don't like Rocky, then get the hell out of here, right? I <laughs> am um, at. Ro- I finished Rocky for last night. And they hold up, man. I'm not going to lie. They hold up in today's age. Again, it's IMO. Also, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, in my opinion. But I'm enjoying them. You know, and I always catch myself smiling, obviously. Spoiler alert when he <laughs> wins, if he wins. He might win. You didn't hear that. You don't know. Uh, He might win at the end of it. But I catch myself smiling like an idiot. Like, oh, man, I'm so glad he did it. You know? Just feel good stories. And then also you have, uh, I don't know if it was remembering the first one, but or the second one. Oh, let me stretch it out, baby. Um, That, yeah, there's 80 montage little workout scenes where they're playing some 80 song he's over there just picking up a log doing lunges through snow just getting after it beating up a, a fucking tree just wham, wham, working out and you know you just kind of get a little little goosebumps flare out over that and it's fun you know it's a feel-good movie you know a lot of people say that uh if you turn on movies like that or not even movies like that but also tv shows that like uh something you've always watched regularly and that you can see and it's kind of this noise in the background it's uh like the big bang theory there you go that's a popular one that you know it's uh kind of eases your anxiety it's just something feel good just so you can hear something in the background you don't you don't have to sit there and watch it to know what's going to happen you just you just watch it and just do your thing which i mean Usually that's what I do if I know I'm not going to sit there and literally try to sit down and watch something. I'll just throw something on like that and just go about my day or see where that takes you. But lately, I've been trying to watch a lot more baseball lately. Let's go! <laughs> I don't know. See, you know, sometimes when I say words or kind of get louder in certain positions like that, when I just yelled out "Let's go" for no reason, I just wonder why. What the hell I do that for? Why does my mind work that way? But anyway. um Yeah, and when I say recently, I mean just this week. Uh, When I get home from work or the gym, like while I'm cooking dinner, or or even while I'm eating dinner, too, that I have been watching the Nats, Braves, and Orioles. This is my three teams I've been going back with. So, Um, Don't know why, but decided to check them out, see what they're going on. Just try to experience, you know, being off my sports game for a while. I haven't been really keeping up. With a lot of it lately. And I guess that could be part of the pandemic. Could be part of uh, just life in general. But, you know, just talking with some other people tonight. Just baseball is just kind of easy because it's a slow-paced game. If you get up and go do something, yeah, you might miss a couple of plays in here and there. But for the most part, you're not really going to miss it. But I find it pretty relaxing. You can just sit there and you can enjoy it. You know, and you can get hyped there. You're just not, I don't know, you're just not grinding on the edge of your seat. It's just enjoyable for right now um but yeah i mean i've i've always you know in person liked what loved watching baseball but on tv man like just even just any game in general it's not baseball it's just me sitting there watching that for you know three plus hours which you could almost say the same thing for movies which i guess with movies i get more involved with and enjoy more but Yeah, with that's like I got to get do something. I come back, watch a little bit more, do something else, come back, watch a little bit more. So, watching a little bit more baseball lately. So, it's been fun. Been fun. Got to find me a actually, I guess true team to uh, actually follow. But for me, even in all sports, usually, you know, like when I was little, I would like players more than I would teams. So, let's say for example. My man, Deion Sanders, primetime, uh, he, he bounced around a lot. You know, Falcons, Cowboys, Redskins. Who else? Did he play for the Niners, too? I think he played for the Niners. But I, but I remember just wanting to watch those teams just because of him. And I guess I, he's coaching now at uh, Jacksonville State. Where's, uh, where's the old Google box? Let's get that going. Let's get that fucking fired up, baby. That ain't Deion Sanders, head coach. Make sure. I think it's Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. Um, Looking here, Coach Prom. At Jackson State, not Jacksonville State. Where the hell is Jackson State? Jackson State announces Deion Sanders as head coach. Hmm. Probably. Jackson State take us. Well, we're, all right, What? All right, here. Let me just do it a quick, quick and easy way. Jackson State uh, Tigers. Jackson State Tigers football. Just tell me where state they're in. They say college football team is in Jackson Division One football, Southwestern Athletic Conference. Head coach, Deion Sanders, first season. Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. Okay, so it's Mississippi. <clears throat> it's a HBCU. Okay, historically black college. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. All right, so I was way off base there. So for whatever reason, I was th- kept thinking it was Jacksonville State, but Jackson State. Okay. Well, anyway, so point of that story is, yeah, I mean, I I, I try to follow them, uh, players, and right now I'm liking soda. From uh, the Nationals, Juan Soto. Let me get back on uh, Soto. Yeah, Juan Soto. For the Nats, and then Acuna Jr. for the Braves, and playing center field. And I think just because of that, was it last year? Two years ago, last year. Before COVID, before COVID. This is this. Yeah, the fall before COVID. So it wasn't last year, year before last. I'm guessing my date just all every date starts to run together anymore. I have no idea what anything is. Um where was I going with that? Yeah, I went to the uh Atlanta Braves new stadium down in Georgia and watched a Kuna Jr. And well, I don't know why I'm doing that. And while the Bra- and watched the Braves play. Um it was a good time. Sat in the center field, had a few beers, enjoyed the game, you know, it was a cheap ticket, man, why not, man? And it's their new stadium. It's kinda cool they built that whole a whole little city just around that stadium, and which I guess that's what most stadiums and or cities are doing right now that there's a lot of stuff obviously um involved around the uh the ballpark so you know obviously the ballpark is also selling food drinks merchandise and then but if you go just probably off the block of the stadium you have so many more restaurants bars gastro pubs other little stores just selling merchandise so getting an economy for those cities so it's, it's pretty good good thing for him. um it's a good area too i mean it was just you know it was like somebody told me the areas was, was nothing over there then they built that new stadium and all that stuff and it just it's popping it's cool man so highly recommend it if you're down there go watch a game eat you a couple hot dogs drink a few bees why not okay uh what else is going on uh let's see um talked about last time on a podcast that uh, had a question come in about the next head coach for UNC basketball now that I'm on a sports kick uh, Hubert Davis got the job let's go uh, I, I think it's good it's a good pick uh, was kind of rooting for Jerry Stackhouse to be honest with you just because he was a fun player to watch when I was little but um, Hubert Davis he's UNC alum uh let's see it's may 17th 1970 obviously he played at north carolina but he's been assistant coach for i don't know how many years for a while now and i think he's not only been under roy williams but he was under another couple coaches Um, sorry you hear me typing (laughs) Uh um Man, uh, I thought it was other different coaches. So he's got a lot of got a lot of experience. So let's see. Here we go. American Basketball Coach Brad. He's Coach Greg Davis played in the NBA: Knicks, Raptors, Mavericks, Wizards, Pistons, and Nets. To so 2004 his nephew's Walter Davis, another former Tiger an NBA player. Hmm. So it looks like they're doing okay as a family. <clears throat> so. But it's good. Uh, where I'm going at with that is that it's good. Um he's always you know UNC alum. seems like he's been working hard. I always likes to be somebody who's put their loyalty into a program like that and actually get recognized as, hey, you know you you've done your time. you know you've you went to school here, you kind of know how the system works. You already know some of the players. You're moving up. Let's move you up. I respect that. I think I think it's gonna be a good fit. Um, I'm glad they're keeping it in the family. You know, you don't want anybody. You know, you do, sometimes you do want new blood coming in, I guess. But also, just depends on the situation where your where your program's at, where your school is at, what the the personnel is like. But I think it's gonna be good for them I hope it's gonna be good for them anyway. So good looks there. So uh, let's see. Where else can we go from that? Got Hubert Davis covered. I talked about some sports. Let's go. Let's see what else we got going on. Oh, so uh, other big news in the sports world. Sorry, folks. This is a big sports podcast going on right now. Again, uh, we have A-Rod. And when I see A-Rod, I mean Alex Rodriguez. Big name in baseball. Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez, nicknamed A-Rod. He's been a shortstop and third baseman. Oh, it's also, he says he was a philanthropist. That's nice. Um, Yep, got to (coughs) start at the Manners, play for the Rangers. Big time for the Yankees when the Yankees used to always stack up, which I wonder if they were kind of one of the first teams because the Yankees have always stacked players up, gave them their money, and. Would stack up whoever they need, and uh, I wonder if that's where the Celtics got it from, and because they were one of the first big teams to actually start forming these super teams with Davis, uh, Garnett, and Paul Pierce. Ooh, might need to go a little tangent on Paul Pierce, him getting crazy. But anyway, I got to remember that part. But uh, a Rod just, um, yeah, he uh, got ownership with um the Minnesota Timberwolves and also with the Lynx. Yeah, Minnesota Lynx. And that's their W-A- WNBA team. Uh Mark Lore. So here you go on ESPN.com, we have sources Alex Rodriguez and Mark Lore finalizing deal to buy Minnesota Timberwolves, comma WNBA's Lynx. And that's from Adrian Wojnowski. Hmm. The purchase price in this deal is expected to be in the $1.5 billion range, sources said. Oh, sorry. Might be a little bourbon come back over here. $1.5 billion range. Not bad. Man, it's people throwing out money like crazy. So Taylor, who's Taylor? Mark Lord. Glenn Taylor is the majority owner. Okay. So we have Glenn Taylor. Taylor will continue to hold full control of both teams for two years before Rodriguez and Lord take over in 2023. Okay. Just got that going on. So why would a why would a rod buy a place in Minnesota or buy a team in Minnesota? Yeah, you know, and speaking of that, here before I look more into it, Dwayne Wade also well not also but is another popular sports figure, very popular sports figure. He just bought into ownership into the Utah Jazz, which he all he played his whole career at my. Yeah, I was about to say the University of Miami. Miami Heat, the NBA team. So, I'm wondering if this, if this is starting to become the norm, that if popular players, in order to say into the game instead of coaching or uh, trying to, I don't know, instead of coaching or trying to find, find another way to say into the – sports world you know a lot of them go into broadcasting too is that they are buying ownership into these teams which can be profitable but i think my point is and i was talking about with this with somebody at the other day at the gym is that lebron james just bought into the boston red sox which big time name just and usually it doesn't matter if they're good bad terrible but just because of the, the name alone you're gonna make money just because they they've built their reputation up. Everyone knows the Boston Red Sox, or I hope most people know the Boston Red Sox baseball team. I guess some people are like, "One out of Ohio? That's where LeBron's from. That's what he does." Well, true, but also you saw when he was playing for Cleveland, and when he was able to take his talents elsewhere, like he said that he just he just ran off to uh, Miami. So I th- it's just, it's a just smart business moves. I think. Um, I don't think I mean for the Boston Red Sox That's a smart move But when I say When they're talking about Minnesota Timberwolves When was the last time They won anything Min- uh, Timberwolves T-I-M B-E-R Timberwolves Last championship Especially Utah, Utah Jazz I mean they weren't good Before Before uh, the last time they were here was Stallone, Stallone, Stockton and back on the Rocky movies. Stallone and uh The Mailman, Carmelo, baby. Conference titles 0, division titles 1, championships 0. Retired numbers 2, is that right? Damn. I mean, they try, but it's just it's just not there. So but anyway, I mean, best of luck to them. I mean, if I had a lot of cheese, a lot of money, I'd try to get into an ownership. I mean, why not? I mean, how cool would it be to invite your friends up? Man, let's go watch my professional sports team play. Let's go watch the team play some sports. But also on here, uh, while I'm looking up A-Rod, <laughs> in case y'all keeping up with uh, pop culture, is that the word I'm looking for? In case you already didn't know, I found out just reading this. A-Rod and J-Lo are no longer together. And it happens. And this is recent. This is two or three days ago. Oh, Jennifer wasn't in this past Super Bowl. She was... Okay, so the weekend was in the last one. Then her and Shakira were in the other one. But... It ain't doing it anymore. They said later. This is on today.com. Is that an actual website? I don't even know if it is. Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod announced breakup in Today exclusive. They are better as friends and will continue to support each other in their shared ventures. All right. Well, good on them. Officially going to separate ways. So they, couple since 2017, caught off their two-year engagement and will focus on remaining friends. Oh, so they were only engaged. Okay, they weren't actually married. So they were just engaged for two years. Okay, well, not bad. Well, I don't know if I should say not bad. <laughs> but I guess they weren't married. Obviously, but you know... What's going on, man? I mean, I don't really want to go through this whole article, especially while I'm talking, and try to read why they broke up if he cheated. Did he date Mariah Carey? A-Rod and Mariah Carey. Mm. Derek Jeter dated Mariah Carey, I think. Okay. But I, thought, who the hell, I thought A-Rod dated somebody famous too. Here, let me uh, make this whole podcast about A-Rod's uh, relationship. A-Rod, Rodriguez relationships. Be funny. I guess there will be something. Dating history. Okay. From USMagazine.com. The old interweb just went again. I don't know who she is. Half of y'all will know a lot of these people. I probably won't. But let's see, what we got Iron High Prairie Roses. Her name's self. Oh, fuck. stupid ad blockers! God, so fucking annoying. All right, separated from his wife Cynthia Curtis in two thousand eight. Had two daughters. Okay. Oh, got down with Madonna. Mm-hmm. My man D Rod. Dennis Rodman got down with her too. They split in two thousand eight. Damn it. Okay, he had Cynthia. I was saying, man, his jealous plate Then he get seeing Kate Hudson. Hmm. Okay, dated Cameron Diaz. Also, WWE star Tori Wilson. Never really know anything in marriage. Just a night after dating for two years. Okay. Okay, so. Hey rod getting down. He's just doing his thing. So that was from uh, usmagazine.com. Okay. Well, good for him. All right, so they broke up. They didn't get married, though, but they're going to do their thing. So moving on. So uh, did I already talk about Dwayne Wade? Yeah, so Dwayne Wade is also buying the Utah Jazz. I think I already mentioned this. I got off on this tangent dating history on – Alex Rodriguez, whatever. So, again, I mean, Michael Jordan's doing it, too. He bought the Charlotte Hornets. Or, yeah. And But Michael, I mean, I think there was a report that just on his shoes alone, his royalties he just makes from the Jordan series is in the millions. Obviously, like ridiculously millions. And, you know, when you look at these other guys with their shoes, you know, Steph, Kevin, uh, Derrick Rose, I think he had a shoot-on with Adidas. They're not even close. Like, you know, there's first with Michael Jordan. And the guy who's not played in 20-plus years. Has it been 20 years? Probably, yeah, at least. Uh, not even close to holding a candle to first place with everyone else. And it's, it's not ridiculous because, you know, I was a Jordan guy. I was a Jordan fan. I've had a couple of pairs of Jordans. Did I have all the Jordans? No, but... Would I like to? Yeah. So if somebody wants to hook me up there, I would like to be about that. But the you know sneakerhead industry, if you call yourself a sneakerhead, I have a friend that actually has sneakers that they're in a box. Never been worn. Never been out of the, uh, the wrapping, I guess you could say. Never been tried on. And he showed them to me. And it's badass. I mean, I thought it was cool kind of cool but you know some people will be like i don't understand why you spend money on that well everyone's got their thing you know someone's the way you collect stuff and you know like you know sometimes i, <laughs> I build legos and stuff and you know and they get a couple of hundreds and stuff but they're fun you know and some people have shoes and that's just their thing everyone's got their thing man they got their vice so why not but anyway uh but yeah michael Jordan, he bought the hornets he's running them. Small market team, but I kind of understand the Hornets, so I think he, he, you know, obviously he was a Tar Heel, uh, born and bred in, in old North Carolina, going uh, Yeah, and I think he got into NASCAR now, but uh, Michael Jordan, NASCAR, yep. Uh following rumors Michael Anthony officially announced last September that he would become a NASCAR Cup Series team co-owner along with Joe Gibbs Racing. Denver driver Denny Hamlin for the 2021 season and beyond. Now that's wild. And I well it's not really wild because, you know, no, I guess NASCAR was born in North Carolina. So why would you not get into it? Why not try it out? I mean, you know, obviously he doesn't have to worry about money. Like I just said, he's making just off his shoes alone and his Jordan Jordan brand alone. Dude got a bread coming in, if you know what I mean. Well, good on him. But, yeah, and then Joe Gibbs, he was – he coached the Redskins. Joe Gibbs racing. Joe Gibbs a football coach. There we go. So, yeah, he was, I think he coached the Redskins, his American racing team, former owner, former professional team in football. He was head coach of the Washington Redskins National football League. Sorry, I'm I'm kind of stuttering while I'm reading this. So I'm just trying to read it fast. So, I don't have to bore y'all with all this information. 1981 to 1992, and again from 20, 2004 to 2007. So, yeah, I mean, just another outlet, just looking for another way to. Stay involved with sports, make some money. And I guess there is a thing that they probably did love NASCAR racing deep down. Maybe they do enjoy it. I kind of do. I used to. Nah, I don't really enjoy it anymore. I used to when I was little. And that was because uh, I liked Dale Earnhardt growing up a lot. Number three, drove the black three, the Intimidator, baby. And I think it was just a thing that my family watched. or Yeah, and so I just kind of got into it. But I never did find myself watching the whole race, but I would watch it. So it was a good time. But I just remember rooting for him. And then obviously, not obviously, but if if you don't know, he died at a crash at Daytona, very sad, in which everyone just thought it was just a regular wreck and there was nothing more about it. He'd be okay. But I do remember him coming out. They were coming on ESPN and I was sitting there just watching it by myself. And while I was watching it by myself, I don't know. But then I just remember days, just, it just came across the headlines of the sports catcher at the time just saying, you know, he died. And I remember just running over and asking mom and my brother and said, hey, what happened? And they were like, oh, he was in a wreck, you know, that's all, that's the last thing we knew. And then it was like, oh, he died. And it was a big time deal for me. But ever since then, I think that was a, Last time I really uh, really uh, got into NASCAR at all or even cared about it because after that, it was kind of me trying to get into it. But I was like, mm. no, nah, just don't see it. I know his son races or he did race. I don't know if be so racist. But this wasn't the same for me. I guess a lot of people can relate to that because it's just stuff happens. You know, like I was talking about earlier with baseball, you try to find a player you enjoy watching or someone, it just happens that, you know, they just fall off, and not in a good way or not in a bad way, and kind of just changes their perspective on everything. And you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, hard on anybody about that or say something, you know, not meaningful or, or upsetting to somebody. But it's tough. It is tough, you know. So especially when you invest, you know, when you invest your time into watching sports or into a person or to anything in life in general, it's just. You, you know, they walk out of, your, you know, not even walk out of your life, but they they do leave your life in an unfortunate matter. or just could be just because they want to. It's just, it's just tough. It's tough psychologically. It's tough physically. It's, you know, you, you try to just try to figure out where you go from that. And, you know, it's almost the same with animals. And, you know, I'm, I'm going off on a weird tangent right now. And that I do know that, uh, Elef- I shouldn't say I do know, but I've read this, that elephants actually mourn if you know a member of their... Uh, elephant herd? Elephants running packs? Teams herd? Elephant packs? Elephant families? So they they will mourn for a member. I don't know how long it lasts and... I don't want to sit here. Eh, might as well. lot of I? I'm Googling everything else tonight. So what? Elephant mourns. M-O... Price bonus. Not elephant mouse. M-O-U-R-N-S. Rare footage mourn their death. So nationalgeographic.com. Rare videos. Elephants mourning. Death. We have funerals to greet for death. So Yeah. So I don't want to watch a video. I don't want to get too sad just to sitting here doing that. And that made me real fat, bad on this. But it happens, man. And I don't mean to go too a tangent on this. But it's kind of weird that, you know, animals can just kind of sense that, you know, if they lose a, you know, a family, a tribe member, I guess you could call a tribe member or a friend, just they grieve kind of how we do over somebody. I like to I, – I would read Washington Elephants Stories and went nice. Would like to read – I might read more <laughs> up on it after this podcast, but um, I wonder if it's just one of those things that – yeah, they just – they. I want to try to uh, – how do elephants mourn? Okay. This is coming from myguaranteeplan.ca, which you take this however you want to. I don't know how – How reputable this is! The ritual includes touching their bones gently with their trunks while remaining very quiet, covering the body with leaves and grass, and an elephant belonged to their own stand with the body for days or weeks at a time. Hmm. Hmm. So they stay there for weeks at a time. That can't be right weeks at a time I guess I could see days but I mean when you talk about human experience versus animal experience I mean you know after a few days the human experience is done as far as you know uh, the funeral and the day before and uh, then after that it's just kind of the family members they're dealing with it on their own but for days and weeks at a time, it's weird. Okay, I don't. I don't want to talk about death anymore. It's just kind of depressing me, and I'm not liking it. But not to say I don't like it, but it's something I guess you have to deal with. It's not something you guess you have to deal with. You do have to deal with it. So, you're sweet here. It happens. But uh, all right. So this article is being blocked. God, don't you hate it when you're sitting here Do you go into to a website and you're just trying to read up on something then all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, if you want to read the rest of this, you need to give us your email and your credit card. It's like, yes, give me the article. This is what the Internet was made for. And plus, I just don't want to sit here and read it from just some John nobody. I want to actually read it from a website. Okay grown body of evidence points to how enemies are aware of death and will sometimes mourn and ritualize their death. Animal grief. There's elephants. Elephants are known to have strong bonds and mourn for their death. (coughs) Elephants, for example, are known to take great interest in the bones of their deceased and to mourn for dead relatives. Once of these vivid ritual explorations of bones was caught on video in 2016 by a doctoral student... Studying elephants in Africa, members of the three different elephant families came to visit the body of a deceased matriarch. Matriarch, matriarch, smelling and touching and repeatedly passing by the corpse. Chimpanzees have also been reported observing engaging in death-related behaviors. In one case, a small group of captive chimpanzees was carefully observed. After one of their members, an elderly female named Pansy, died. The champions, (laughs) champions, chimpanzees checked Pansy's body for signs of life and cleaned bits of straw from her fur. They refused to go to the place where Pansy had died for several days afterwards. Hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, and we, animals are a lot smarter than what we think they are. So anyway, uh, like I said, let's move on from there. Do (laughs) not, that got a little, uh, I didn't want the podcast to go there. I wanted to be more uplifting than that. But so that was kind of informative for me, anyway. I hope it was informative for you. Okay, so big time thing I did actually want to talk about tonight that I saw earlier on my boy Joe Rogan. Uh, he posted something on his Insta, the old Insta face. Where else do you get your information of and see cool videos and? Watch some cool TikTok dances. Um, Defense Department confirms leaked video of identified aerial phenomena. Sorry, is real. This is coming from CNN.com. And also, let me pull up what uh what my boy Joe posted. Look at the Weens over here just sleeping. Man, they're being good tonight. Um, so yeah, okay, so we're talking about aliens, didn't mean to, uh, get crazy, get off on, stop talking there, okay, so this is the article, or what Joe said, UFO footage confirmed by the government is becoming more and more common. I don't want to get too hopeful, but if I'm being honest about this with myself and you folks, it really does seem like something monumental is happening. Maybe aliens realize how fragile our current civilization really is and want to give us a little taste of what awaits us if we don't fuck this thing up and manage to pull it together. I to my friend, Jeremy Corbell, for securing this footage and for his tireless work getting the message out. <coughs> Okay, so he posted something from Telegraph Company Telegraph Co UK. So let's look up their article. Paste it. Okay, of course you got to give them a started free trial. Okay, y'all. Okay, so official tells Telegraph unexplained images of pyramid shaped were taken by Navy personnel off the coast of California. So pyramid-shaped, huh? It's interesting. Oh, come on. Is that it? Is that all I get to see? Nope. He's got another picture. Okay. So here's the article that he posted from the Telegraph News Website of the Year. Um, I guess it's out and Telegraph is out of the UK. So, let's see. The Pentagon is investing bizarre images of flashing pyramid-shaped UFOs spotted over U.S. Navy destroyer off the coast of California. Elite videos showed at least three of the un- unidentified pulsating objects moving sometimes in unison above the USS Russell 20- in July 2019. Oh, so I thought this was recent. So this was two years ago, so now they're confirming it. They were filmed moving quickly in and out of clouds by military personnel from a ship for 18 seconds to a green... Tinged night vision device. Okay, so they, they were using night vision. When you watch everything through night vision, like through movies and TV shows, it's obviously all through. Uh, looks like it's green anyway. So here we go. The rest of the article. The images. Uh, the images from both ships were obtained by documentary maker Jeremy Corbell who was working on a film about UFOs. Pentagon official told the Telegraph, quote, I can confirm that the reference photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. The UAPTF has included the incidents in their ongoing examinations. The official declined to give any further details of the sightings. Okay. Okay. So it was confirmed they saw something out there and it looks like a pyramid. But, you know, also when UFOs come about, I mean, a UFO is also just an unidentified flying object. So then it looks like now they might be calling it also an unidentified aerial phenomena. But anytime, anybody, anytime anyone says that, it's automatically just goes straight to alien talk, and which I get it. It's fine. I mean, makes you just wonder. I like talking about aliens and stuff with people, just because I don't know, and I want to, You know, I want to know. Which I think a lot of people want to know. But just when you, you know, when the Pentagon and the people we so trust in this world are supposedly so trust in this world, who actually start confirming that. Oh, yeah, there's some th- other things going out there. We found some spaceships, or not? I don't think they said spaceships, maybe aircrafts, that were not man-made and or made by human. So it just makes you wonder. And, you know, you can go down a whole road or a whole dark deep road on that, especially when, you know, for you know, we've talked about, or I've, I've not... Uh eh, we'll stop there. I don't want to get too far of a big tangent on this. But anyway, so here we go. Uh, so CNN, this is from CNN, which you can take that. Let me type in something else. Uh, let me go to Google. The old Google box. I'm just Googling stuff. Look at the wiener dogs just laying there. Not even fighting tonight. They're just laying here chilling, man. Must have had a tough day. Um, UFO confirmed. Recently, Um, theguardian.com. Is that a good website? I don't even know. I've been trying to stay off the news, folks. I think it's my or why I've been watching more baseball too lately is that, you know, I mean, uh, somebody else and I were talking about earlier. The news just has nothing to report anymore except mass shootings or, you know, just bad stuff. I mean, I should have said, you know, I didn't want to say that. But it's just. I mean that's what they're reporting. It's just and it's as bad. It's, they just try to report, report anything negative or something that'll just try to get viewers' attention. And obviously that's what it does, and it gets most people's attention. Like I've said, it gets mine. But but uh, I think that's why I've been you know just trying not to keep up with it. But they have been staying off politics lately, which is also a thing I've talked about on here before that. <clears throat> that they just don't have nothing to report on anymore. It's just because uh, the politics went their way. So, I don't want to speak. Um. Okay. So, let's say... Go back on my alien talk. Uh, all right, this is from The Guardian, which... If you want to look this up, the article reads, Pentagon confirms leaked photos and videos of UFOs are legitimate. I'm blanking triangular object. Okay. So it's all a pyramid or a triangular object. Graphical to maintain operation to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries. The DOD does not discuss publicly the details of either the observations or examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges, or designated airspace. Including those incursions. Okay, that didn't give me nothing. Last month, Donald Trump's former intelligence director, John Ratcliffe, teased the contents of the report, telling Fox News that the document would include unknown sightings from all over the world. Well, also, that was part of the stimulus plan, too, is that They had was it ninety days, sixty days, one hundred twenty days. I'm not going to Google this. I don't want this turn to a complete Google stuff. Uh, They had a Google. (sighs) They had a Google. They actually had. That was part of the stimulus plan that the government actually had to release whatever they had on um, UFOs. You know. Still going on. Just had another sip of my drink. But it's, it's just interesting that, uh, you know, if anyone wants to write in or comment on any of this, and I would love for anyone to, that, you know, let's say, uh, what am I just trying to say that? Hold on. Let me Google it right here. Sorry, folks, for the all the dead of that here tonight. Sitting here, or not tonight. It is tonight for me. Men in Black tonight, okay. This one I'm Googling. There was a great quote from Men in Black. Um, I don't know if it was a great quote. <laughs> but it sticks with me. Imagine... Okay, I think this is it. Quotes on it. Nice. Okay, so this sticks with me. 1500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was flat. Was that Galileo? Galileo, Galileo. Sitting here, Google and stuff. I think. Hmm. Who figured out the Earth is round? Mm, this is like a legitimate website. I would be surprised. How the ancient Greece proved the Earth was round 22,000 years ago. I thought, it was, what did Galileo do? Am I just making stuff up? All right, I don't want to sit here and bore y'all. I just sit here and try to look it up myself? Cause just give me the answer, Google. So I don't have the who discovered the Earth was round. The internet being a little slow. I'm not Yeah, Columbus was one of them. Okay. Well, the most enduring myth that children grow up with this idea that Columbus was the only one of his time who believed the earth was round. Everyone would believe the earth was flat. How brave the sellers in knew Okay, cool. Cool story, bro. I felt like I was there. Um. Well, that article didn't help. All right, so spherical earth wikipedia Eratosthenes Eratosthenes a Hellenistic astronomer from Cyrene estimated earth's circumference around 240 BC computing a value of 252000 stadia Athenaeus can only measure the circumference of the Earth by assuming that the distance to the sun is so great that the rays of sunlight are practically parallel. Okay. Not anything at all what I wanted on here. And... Alright, this is what I'm going to do. Galileo... I mean, how do you spell even in Gal- Galileo? Galileo... Okay, Gal. There we go. That's what I want right there. All right. Okay. Just don't let me paste it. There we go. There we go, folks. This is what I'm trying to get at here. I'm just trying to get a good point. Uh, okay, it works fine. Galileo. Italian astronomer, physicist, engineer, sometimes described as a polymath from HESA. Galileo has been called the former... The former, the father of observational astronomy, the father of modern physics, the father of scientific method, and the father of modern science. Okay. Well, he was also in Bohemian Rhapsody. Maybe I need to edit that onto the Wikipedia. All right. What did he discover? Craters and mountains on the moon. Good for him. Smooth and perfect received the phases of Venus, Jupiter moons, the stars of the Milky Way, the first pendulum clock. Okay, so I was way off base there. So, and if you have one, have some random knowledge. Uh, yeah, fuck that up real good. So anyway, all right. So this is what I wanted to say. The quote from there was, 1,500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that humans were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. Tommy Lee Jones said that. Okay. Uh... I think I talked for a pretty good while tonight. I uh, talked about a bunch of random stuff. Um, I'm going to have a new intro on this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. I got a lot out of it. Loved it. Um, I got bored during my little quarantine. Uh, Yeah. I got bored during my quarantine was trying to come up with some new stuff uh create more content get myself out there a little bit more um like I said I watched some movies a lot of TV shows got a little bit inspired off that so uh yeah I'll, and always you know hook me up with the review like subscribe all that good stuff let me know your thoughts obviously um you can I'll keep everything anonymous. You know, email me. She the fever gmail.com. She the fever. Um yeah, and we'll just go from there. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, this is a big episode, I think, for me, cause it was, you know, kind of a cool number for me, way more than I thought it would be than I think this would ever actually go. So again, uh, I think I'm out of here. Uh, good drinks good times good conversation hope you like my rambles and what I was saying tonight so anyway uh, again be well be safe be healthy and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast or talk to you on the next one alright bye folks we're done here